I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. folks no we are not nba on nbc we are the ginger and dutch podcast and welcome back for another episode and this is back-to-back special episodes dutch we had our masters preview you had the winner we'll get into that later but this week is the crazy week not much happening in the nba it's pretty quiet out there <laughs> to say the least <laughs> i couldn't even put the phone down all last night everything right up till right up till midnight there was still stuff happening yep. it's a it's a crazy week we got an awesome special guest coming on from the ap um it, it's gonna be good uh free agency is key that's coming up on the 20th 6 p.m tons of player opt-ins like what, free agency hasn't started yet? Because it well, sure as heck feels like it, doesn't it? Well, you know how it goes with these. Uh, it's the same as the NFL, it right? Is, it is. It, you know, they, yeah. they give you a date, and then five days before the date, you already hear about who's going of where course. and the, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the deals, it's all BS, right? You see that, right? Twitter machine was flowing, right? You yep. knew exactly what was going on, for sure. For sure. So we got a jam-packed uh, slate here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast. We're going to kick it off with Dutch's free agent breakdown. He's got some names. He's got some opt-ins and opt-outs uh, and everything you need to know what happened in, what's happening here in free agency. Then, like you said, we've got an Associated Press writer on from the NBA since 2002. Yeah. Just an absolute wealth of knowledge, uh, Mr. Tim Reynolds. Uh, if you haven't followed him on Twitter, make sure you do so at by Tim Reynolds. And then I'll give you a little quick draft breakdown of what's going to happen here in the first round of the uh, the NBA draft. Yeah. And then we'll send our listeners off to break and get back with a little football and golf to end it off. So that's the slate for today. So Dutch, yeah. fired up with our little free agent breakdown. Yeah, Break I kind of pick, uh, picked uh, six free agents that just were, you know, on my mind. But, you know, I wanted to just talk about right off the bat, you know, there's so many free agents going on. The, the biggest name, which is, is everybody knows is Anthony Davis. He just, he just opted out, but we all know he's going back to the Lakers. So you've got Anthony Davis. Um, then you start to look at all the player opt-ins. You've got Mike Connolly, DeMar DeRozan, which was a big surprise. I didn't think he was going to opt in. No, I, I was really surprised with that one. Yeah. I thought he was out the door and going to be a nice little piece for uh, a contending team. But uh, obviously, he does like it in San Antonio. Yep. Andre Drummond just picked up $27 million. He Another opted surprise. in. Nicholas Batum, uh, Tim Hardaway, Collie uh, uh, Stein. Uh, all these guys have opted in. And then you still have a few guys. you got a Gordon Hayward, undecided. Yeah, it's a big piece. Right? It's a big piece on the chessboard right? right there. Austin Rivers, I know he's a complimentary piece, but there's another guy who hasn't uh, hasn't opted in yet. But before I get to my kind of six free agents, crazy, crazy, huge news, big trade. We'll talk about the first trade that happened two, a day and a half ago, and that was Chris Paul going to Phoenix. That was uh, something to be said. Going to be an amazing backcourt. you got Devin Booker. you got Chris Paul. If they happen to land a guy like Paul Millsap, boom, are they instant contenders in the West? Well, I think I think they're going to be contenders. And and one thing after diving into it uh, and and talking off air with a couple of our sources from Phoenix was, is it's a big year for the Phoenix Suns. They've just installed a new fifty million dollar um, training facility. Uh, the likes of Devin Booker and some of these pieces have been in there already, mm-hmm. getting ready for the restart and training camp camp to begin at the start of December and then a 200 million dollar facelift to the arena marketing all that stuff so this just to me ties everything in hand in hand you you got Booker who showed out um in the bubble and now you add him with Paul you've got some other pieces there I think they're definitely contenders uh in the west will they be in the top three seeds I'm not quite sure but I think they could fall anywhere between four and six yeah I, I, I agree on that um and now what about the Milwaukee Bucks? Major splashes. Drew Holiday, 
big trade for George Hill, Bledsoe, and I believe it was two or three first-round picks. Crazy. Three first-round three first round picks. picks. Crazy. You are then, correct. Then they go and they land Bogdanovich from Sacramento, and they, they you know, they lost a couple pieces. Um, DiVincenzo, um, uh, it was um, uh, Urson Elasana, uh, you had DJ Wilson, all those guys. That was a big, big production. Uh Who's going to fill their spots? Well, first off, Dutch, just dropping all the names and the pronunciation. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting baby. better. I'm getting it. better. I'm getting better. I absolutely love I'm it. But better. yeah, no, well done there. But yeah, you're right. The Bucks are loading up. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Tim about this uh, a little bit later on. But yeah, they're uh, they're loading up. Yeah, and and what I'm interested to see, and we're going to have to obviously wait a year for it here, but is 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 it to try to keep Giannis, or is it just to try to go out and win a title? And you know, hold on to that that hope that you can still keep them. I don't know. Well, let's see. Well, let's see what Tim says because we we want to talk to him about that for sure. Yep. Okay. Um, last before I get into the free uh, before I get into my free agents, what about Harden? What about Westbrook? You hear all the the rumblings going on. Harden obviously wants out. Uh, he just turned down fifty million apparently, which is one of the the biggest in history. What are you doing? Come on, man. Hey, seriously. So, but the Nets? Well, they want to create the super team. They okay. want to go head-to-head. Look at the Lakers. The Lakers traded for Schroeder um, four, three days, four days ago, whenever that was. So they've gotten a little bit better. Yeah, they've lost Rondo, but th- that's a trade-in, trade-out. You might be a little bit better in the regular season. Those guys will up. rip each other's head off, man, Irving and, and uh, Harden. There's no way. I think they'll steal the ball off of each other. Well, what did he do? Turgulu went ball? Yeah. Ball? 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 <laughs> Give uh, the ball. What I want to know is there's enough ball to go around in Brooklyn if this actually goes down. You know how I feel. And and a wise man once told me, a greedy man's a broke man. Um, and James Harden might be broke of NBA championships if he continues to look at the way um, he plays basketball. He needs to get better as a basketball player, be more of a distributor, not worry so much about personal statistics. Yeah. I think he's absolutely nuts turning that contract down in Houston. Well, these next few days are going to be crazy. So on to my, uh, my six guys. Now, again, these aren't the top six, although I think the first one we're going to talk about is the top one that's pretty much left out there. Um, but I just picked six guys that were kind of intriguing to me. So the first guys, no doubt, obviously, is our man, our boy, Freddie Van Vliet. You know, he's getting paid for sure. You know he's gonna. He's looking for probably uh, I would say four years, probably twenty to twenty-five mil. We talked about it a few weeks back on it, but he's the biggest name out there, and I don't think there's that many other guys that can um, can any other teams besides like your Knicks, uh, uh, maybe the Pistons. But it's just gonna mention right? the Pistons. Other than that, um, he's got to come back. He's got to come back to Toronto. I think it makes the most sense. Messiah and the and company's gonna have to land him. That's a that's a big one for me. Yeah, and I. What I think is I don't think you're going to get the hometown discount out of Freddie, but I think you don't have to be the number one deal on the table. I think if you're in the ballpark with Freddie and you can talk to his camp and talk to who's with him and talk to him individually, I think you can get him back. Would, would you not want to, you know, you, you got drafted, he was undrafted, he got picked up by Toronto, That's a he cool got story. developed by Toronto. It, it, it's a great story to hear. Yep. And... um I just don't see why he wouldn't want to stay. He knows Lowry's out the door, yep. which then he can step right into you know the next role in his career. Yeah, I'd be surprised if uh, um, Freddie Van Vliet walked out the door here in Toronto. Danilo Gallinari, OKC. You know, obviously with Westbrook uh, departing last season, you you now have Chris Paul gone. It's pretty unlikely that he's going to stay there. He's already said that he wants to go to a contender. I mean, and this boy can shoot the rock. Okay, since 2015, he's been averaging over 18 points a game, five rebounds. The guy's doing lights out and he's 32. So he's got a few solid years left. I see a good fit in Dallas. I think the Mavericks might go after him. That's who I'm kind of putting my head at. Now, the Raptors might also, you know, without Gasol there, you know, without Ibaka, that could be a fit for them as well. But I'm pretty sure he's 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 going to go where where he thinks he can find a contender. And those two spots are both Dallas and the Raptors are both going to contend. Yeah, and there's always a spot for a three-point shooter on a contending team. Yep. Um, you look at the likes of Danny Green and some of these other uh, lockdown, you know, uh, Mike Miller and historically over time, these lockdown three-point shooters, they'll always find a home somewhere. And I like how he's uh, looking for a championship. Yep. Okay, I got a big man here. We got uh, Montrell's Harrell, Los Angeles Clippers. 
26. Bring them home, baby. Toronto, bring them home. That's my other one, right? Six man of the year award. Okay, the guy's a he's a good six foot seven power forward. Um, so call it center. Is that whatever they call them these days? Oh, in this, right? It, yeah. Yeah. In, in the game nowadays, right? Just coming off career high, 18 plus seven rebounds. Uh, I think he could be a, a, a huge, huge pickup for the Raptors. Rumor has it. He was doing some workouts with the boys too. I know he was doing some workouts. I think he was working out with Stanley Johnson and company. So, uh, that could be one. The other, uh, another destination could be Phoenix. And I know we're going back to Phoenix, but with the addition of Paul now, that's another you know that's another option there for for them to pick up a guy if that's the style that those uh, coach wants to go. Yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need a big man at some point in Phoenix. Yep, right, and it's it's uh, that pick and roll game, that one two game, an athletic guy like Harold where Paul and and Booker can just throw the ball up and and let him go get it. That could be advantageous for the Suns. Yep. Number four, uh, we're going to go with uh, Goran Dragic. He's uh, Miami Heat, unrestricted. We know he's a uh, solid shooting guard. And, you know, he's a, he's getting up there. He's 34, but he was a huge part of their success in the bubble with Miami until uh, he got hurt. Um, he is a career 14-3, and three, five guy. He's, he's pretty solid. And I think from everything that he says, he wants to stay in Miami. Will they keep him? I don't know. That's a big question. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't see them offering a major deal. So if he wants to stay there for maybe one year, um, pick up a big check and, and try and win a, a championship, that's kind of where I see. It all depends on what happens. Yep. Go back to Miami. You know what you got there in Miami. You've been there for a while now. Why change it? Wow. Right, exactly. And the only other options is, again, we talk Raptors, uh, Lakers without uh, Rajon Rondo. Uh, does he fit in there? I'm not sure. What about my boy Joe Harris out of Brooklyn? Okay, he's a, just a little, we're not talking a star here, but he's just another piece. Okay, 29-year-old. Pay the man Sharpshooter, right? He's a sharpshooter. Pay the man the money. Yeah, absolutely. He was a 15-point average a game guy, and he was just a, just a, a, just a, a nobody. But would he fit in if... Brooklyn goes all out and and brings in a guy like Harden. Are they just? There's no way he's going to stay there. He they, they won't be able to afford whatever he's asking. Yeah, they would be heavy into luxury, obviously, at that point. Um, and just don't know what the role would be for a guy like Joe Harris. He might be better off um, sliding into, like you said, a Toronto, um, somebody like that that could you know bring him in for a little bit more of an extensive role and use him a little bit more effectively than I think what would be in Brooklyn if he stayed. Yeah, I think Memphis might, uh, uh, they've got some salary cup trouble, but I think Memphis might be a spot for him. The 76ers could be a, a decent spot ah, for him. That's a nice little spot right? too. And I would have said uh, I would have said Milwaukee, but everything that's going on right now, I don't think so. I thought maybe he would be a good replacement for a Bledsoe type thing, but um, that doesn't seem to be the case. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And the last guy I wanted to talk about is, uh, in, because I, I really think... Um, I really think he'll be an uh, 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 he could be an absolute perfect fit for the Raptors is the big seven foot man Hasim Whiteside from the Portland Trail Blazers. The guy is uh, he is a true big man. Um, he's a career average double double guy. Um, he led the league last year in blocks. Uh, he is is there still room for guys like that in the NBA? I say absolutely there is. Look at Serge Ibaka. You want to replace Serge Ibaka? You don't like what you've gotten from Ibaka? You think he's past his prime? Yeah. Um, you want to go on a short-term deal for, with Whiteside? Why not bring him in? Uh, the reward is way more than the risk. I would love the move if uh, you were looking either Harold or Whiteside coming to Toronto. Yeah, because I see Portland's not going to go after him. Uh, they like the kid uh, in Yusuf uh, Nurkic. Uh, he, he's, he's five years younger than um, Whiteside they're going to stick with him. I think so. He showed some good promise those last yep. few games in the bubble as well. So, so that's kind of my, um, my six, um, does Denver go after any of these, these guys that's in that final push, you know, they showed with, with Murray, um, and Nokic there that they could, they could get things going. Do you think Denver's a team that any of these guys could slide into like a Harris maybe? Yeah, maybe a Harris. I, I think there's a spot there, but I'm not sure exactly what Denver wants to do with what they have set up right now. I'm just not sure what they want to do. But what about the? And I don't want to change tune on that. But I, I wanted to think about uh, the Wizards. Okay, you got a Bradley Beal, you got John Wall coming yep. back now. Are they going to try and grab a guy like a Whiteside or somebody like that that can fit into their scheme as well? So you got Denver. I don't know. I don't know if Harris is the spot for for Denver. It could be. Um, he'll get. He'll get paid out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see in the Wizards too. Is I love what you said. You got two good pieces there. Um, you know, you go out and grab a, another piece in free agency, and then you've also got the ninth overall pick in the draft. And I know it's going to be tough to get these kids in right away, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, you know, you could add a, a nice little piece that can come off the bench out of that ninth pick there. And now all of a sudden you're you're you know maybe not contending in the East because we know how how cluttered and tough it's going to be, but at least you're back into the playoffs and a little bit more respectable than what the Wizards have been here in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Awesome, Dutch. Uh, that's a great look at some of the uh, the upcoming free agents here in the NBA uh, week that is the frenzy. But uh, I want to get a deeper look here with uh, NBA AP writer Mr. Tim Reynolds. Tim, are you on the line with us? I am. I am here. How are you guys? We're great. We're great, Tim. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. How's the uh, how's the weather in sunny Florida? We're uh, we're sitting in a basement here with a fireplace on and well, a little bit of snow falling right now. Well, I mean, I I don't want to. I I hate to pile on, but we we had a cold front come through, <laughs> and uh, guys, it, it's it's seventy seven degrees here. I mean, I don't know. We might have windows up tonight. I, I, I don't know how we're going to do this. Oh, my God. Well, thanks for listen, 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 listen. I am not I'm not that guy. I'm not. I, I am an upstate New York boy. I've been, lived here for 20 years. But believe me, I miss seasons. I'd love nothing more than to be sitting by a fireplace right now. Believe me, oh. I, I, I'm not. I am not the guy that says I'm in Florida. Ha ha ha. I actually go home every January or February because I've got to see snow every year. I just have to. Well, that's comforting. And thanks for, uh, thanks for making us feel better. So listen, you've been, (laughs) (laughs) you've, you've been doing this for, uh, for some time now, almost 20 years. And uh, have you ever seen a, a a quick turnaround in anything like this before in your career with everything going on with free agency and all the big crazy trades that have happened in the past couple of days? I mean, I mean, we, we forget how crazy 2011 was when, when the lockout ended and when, when things could start happening again, that was similar, but I don't think even that had the pizzazz of this, um, especially, you know, the combination of factors. I mean, look, it, it, it's the most 2020 thing ever, right. To have the craziest NBA off season that there is. I mean, you know, we just got back from the bubble five weeks ago. Now, you know, the teams are making their training camp plans. We're already seeing the huge trades happen. We, we sort of have an idea of what's going to happen in free agency, or at least we know which teams are going to be major players, we think, in it. Um, these, these kids that are getting drafted, they're going to be like 10 days removed when, when they, you know, they, they're going to be 10 days between draft and their first practice. Um, the, the, the learning curve for those kids is going to be so incredibly steep. I mean, no, none of us have ever really seen this before. Maybe some elements of this level of craziness, sure, but not all of this at one time. Yeah, there's no doubt that it's uh, it's going to be a wild ride this weekend as we move closer into the restarts uh, on December 22nd. Uh, Tim, I want to slide over to one of those big major players that you talked about uh, or you, you referenced there, and I think that's the Milwaukee Bucks. What do you think of their moves so far? You know, it's been reported, obviously, the Drew Holiday deal, uh, Bogdanovich uh, uh, coming over. Are they loading up in an effort to try to keep Giannis, or is this just one last run here before he walks out the door and, and goes to where he wants to go to? Well, I think they're, they are loading up. And, and I, I, the only thing that I don't really like about their situation is th- they are going to – they're going to have to fill their roster with a bunch of minimum contract guys, which you can do. I mean, that's, they'll, they'll have a team. I'm not worried about that. Um, I, I question the depth. I question how quickly can you formulate chemistry? I mean, these are all good guys. You know, Drew Holiday is a world-class dude. He just is. He's a great guy, but it takes time to get to know a Chris Middleton, to get to know a Giannis, to get to know a Bogdanovich, um, to get to know Mike Budenholzer and that coaching staff and John Horst in that front office. You can't force chemistry. And it's really tough to build it when you're playing games every other day or four four or five in a week, the way this schedule is going to be. So I worry about the chemistry. But the biggest thing that I point to as, did they really do that, is I feel like they've put a ton of pressure on Giannis. I mean, we all know the decision that he has to make. 
And they've basically backed him into a corner and saying, look, if you leave us, we have nothing. We have bet it all on yep. you. Yep. If so you leave us, we have nothing. That's a really, it, it could be a flattering position for Giannis to be in, or that could be a position that's like, whoa, I didn't ask for this kind of pressure. It could, if it backfires, it will backfire spectacularly on the Bucks. It is an amazing gamble that they've taken. Yeah, and I and I don't disagree with you, Tim, but do, do you not think for a moment that, that Giannis was, you know, almost orchestrating these these Oh, moves? of course. Yeah, right? But, you know, I go back to, look, it wouldn't be the first time that players have said what they want and then yeah. still not delivered. I mean, in 2014, I think very few people in the Heat front office thought that LeBron James was going to leave. I mean, they knew he was going back to Cleveland at some point. I think most people in the organization thought it would be 2016, not 2014. So the 2014 draft comes along. LeBron makes it very clear that he loves Shabazz Napier, the little point guard out of Connecticut. Yep. The Heat takes Shabazz Napier. LeBron goes crazy on Twitter. My favorite player in the draft. Yay. And a week later, he's a Cavalier guy. So it, it, ultimately, you, you, even when you give guys what they want, they're still going to go where they want to go. I, 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 listen, I've, I'm, I have said for a long time that I think the Toronto Raptors and the Miami Heat are the two teams best positioned to land Giannis. I have also said for a long time that I don't think he's the kind of guy who wants to leave Milwaukee without getting the job done. Those two things cannot be You can't have both of those things be true. I think he stays. I'm really starting to think that he stays with the Bucks, But I do think that there will be people in his camp that say, man, even though the Bucks, if let's assume that he wanted all these players, and there's no reason to think otherwise, and he certainly signed off on the moves, the Bucks put an enormous amount of pressure on him to, to, to stay. And my experience with the... NBA, none of us, who, not, not just NBA guys, who among us likes to be backed into that kind of corner Yeah. and yeah. almost feel like you're going to let a city, a franchise, you're going to put a franchise in ultimate disrepair down. I, I don't think anybody likes that position. I don't think Giannis is going to like it either. Yeah, it's, it's almost, uh, it's somewhat similar to the, the, uh, the moves that the Raptors made with the, with the Kawhi, but except the Raptors had a little bit more of a roster there to bring Kawhi into they they had some pieces they had some depth they had a had a base there and said hey come here we think we can win with you as compared to now you're backing Giannis into a bit of a corner and saying here's these guys you got to go win with them yeah and you know what if I, I want to touch on that too is, is is what if it falls flat on their face what if there is no chemistry just like you said Tim I mean if there's no chemistry it, it's it's not a good situation but in any event I think it's uh it's it's definitely a, a, a huge statement to start this this frenzy that's happening in the, over these next couple of days. Uh, I, I just want to throw it out there because we are talking about some free agents. Do you have a guy in mind? Like, who's a, a key player for you that that gets this ball rolling uh, in free agency? Like, what's the big name that you have, and where you think he's going to go? I mean, I think for the most part, free agency, as weird as it sounds, it's it's almost kind of done. In a weird way, I yep. think. So, I mean, there are names to watch. The Gordon Hayward situation, which is evolving as we sit here talking about this, me in 76 degree cold temperatures and you guys next to a comfortable fire. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it, it's I mean, the Hayward situation seems, I mean, we all know that it is not ideal for him in Boston, even with his college coach there. Could Gordon Hayward say, no, I'd like out? Does Gordon Hayward go back to Indiana? Does he make the Pacers better? Do the Pacers hang on to Victor Oladipo? Um, you know, what happens to, you know, some really good role players, like a like a Paul Millsap type yep. guy? What what happens to him? And he's not a role, I mean, he's, he's between role and elite. You guys know what I mean. He's a very yep. good player. What yep. happens in Miami with Goran Dragic? What happens in Miami with another young, talented guy who deserves to get paid and, and a guy like Derek Jones Jr.? Yeah. Who's become a, you know, he's not a classic three and D guy, but he does a lot of good things for that team and can get stops as the Bucks learned the hard way 
in the second round of the playoffs when he would come in against Giannis in, in very key situations and do his job. I, I think the big spot, I mean, I mean, free agency is Anthony Davis. Anthony sure. Davis yep. is staying with, he is staying with the Lakers. Yep. And there's, and there's the end of free agency. It, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, there will be moves. I mean, obviously, you know, what happens to Freddie? That's it was going to be I, my I next question, Tim. Yeah. Every, that's what everybody I think wants to see. And it's, it's so funny. Like there are so many people who aren't in it. Like there's not a lot of teams with, with Freddie money. He can only go to a few places realistically. I mean, there's always maneuvers you can trade and whatever, but assuming nothing like that happens, I think there's a lot of people in the league that really want Fred to stay with, stay with Toronto because it's, it's a success story. It's a guy who they found a guy who they, they watched him develop. He bet on himself. Of course, he's going to get paid. I know what he said in recent days. I know what he said on that pod if the Raptors go to him and say, this is all we can give you. If it's pretty close to the top of to the top of the line, I think he stays. I want him to stay. I yeah. really do. I want to see the Raptors run it back. I am definitely in the, in the school of as many, if you have a good thing going, run it back. I think Miami runs it back. I want to see Toronto run it back. I wanted to see them run it back last year with Kawhi. Obviously that didn't happen. And look what look look what happened to the Raptors. They were better in the regular right. season anyway. Yeah. Amazing story. So after you get past AD, who's staying, and Freddie, who I hope is staying, then it becomes a lot of complementary parts out there. There isn't that massive class while everybody waits for the massive class in 21. So that being said, because we were we were talking, I you know I had five or six guys that that were on our 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 talk earlier before you came on. Throw me a name that you think could land with Toronto because we were talking about Goran. Um, is there a guy that you think might be able to fill the spot of uh, Abaka and Gasol that they're as they're heading out? You like who do you think might be a good uh, Maasai pickup? It's a really good question. I would have said Drummond had yeah. he not exercised he his in. option, and I honestly thought that he might go. I mean, I think a lot of these guys with big money would have gone the other way, but I think there's a certain point too when you've made your money that you're looking for a landing spot. Um, I I thought Drummond would have been just a fantastic pickup there. You know, Kelly Olynyk is going to opt in, we believe, later this week um, yeah. to his. It's about twelve and a half. I don't have it in front of me. Twelve and a half, or almost thirteen million dollar deal with the Heat. Obviously, Kelly Olynyk comes from the from the nation just north of the United States, and you guys might have you guys might be aware of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we are. I, I want I, I, you guys may have heard some things along the way. I I wonder if that's a good fit for us. I mean, does he try to execute a trade and get him? Um, and I'll say this: and the guy gets a terrible rap. He really does. Hassan Whiteside oh. is a quality big. He yeah. is. I mean, trust me. He was with Miami. I covered him all four of those years. He can be a bit enigmatic, absolutely, but he is what he is. And he just is coming off a year where he led the NBA in rebounds, guys. There is not going to be a huge market for Hassan. He's in fabulous condition. He's been working out most of this offseason in Miami. I think he just wants to be in a place where he's valued and he wins, you know, the Raptors still value bigs. So if they need a big, I think Masai and Bobby probably will get into it with Hassan Whiteside and will probably be able to get him for, I mean, it, it could just be the mid-level might be Hassan's ceiling now, seriously, because there's not a lot of teams out there with a lot of money. The Raptors could steal Hassan for a pretty affordable deal. Yeah, you know what? And I'm glad you said that. You're making me look good because we were just talking about that earlier. And that's one of the guys that I was talking with Ginger about um, making a, a, a strong case and point to uh, for Masai to pick him up. So that's that's awesome. I'm glad you threw that at us. Yeah, and he can affect shots the same way Abaka can when he was uh, when he's playing well. Yep. Tim, I want to switch before we let you go here. And we do appreciate you coming on. Um, wanted to switch over quickly to the draft. We know you've uh, you're going to be covering that extensively coming up here tomorrow. Um, is there anybody in this draft, like you said there, it's, it's going to be tough for these guys to get drafted, get in there and make an immediate positive effect. Um, is there any team that can, can find somebody that can come in and make an immediate effect? Or is there any players in that draft that you 
see that can, you know, come in and, and almost be plug and play guys right away in the NBA. You know, th- there was a time when I did a mock draft a few years ago and it's such a, it's such a futile exercise because as soon as the first trade happens, your mock draft is utterly worthless. Yep. Um, I didn't do a mock this year. I did not do it. But to answer your question, if Golden State stays at two, and if Minnesota takes Anthony Edwards number one, assuming Minnesota stays there, I think James Wiseman at Golden State absolutely is a guy who contributes right away and makes them a lot better right away because they've never really had that athletic big. He's just a kid. He's 19, but he's 7'1", 255, left-handed. I mean, he's Chris Bosh. He's Chris Bosh-esque. Let's not call him Chris Bosh quite yet. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. But he has elements of his game that remind me of Chris. Um, Excellent hands, excellent feet. He's an incredibly smart kid. You just think he fits perfectly with what the Warriors were and are really going to be again this year with with all of their guys back. We should hope they have all their guys back. I think that's the guy who could contribute right away, especially when you put him on a team that's going to win a lot of games and a team that has that elite level of perimeter player as they have in Steph and Clay and Draymond. I, I think that's the fit. If, but if, but if, let's say, for example, Charlotte moves up to number one to go get James Wiseman, which I believe is a real possibility. Yep. Then I think yeah. the whole draft gets thrown. I think the whole order goes out of whack because I don't think I don't see Golden State staying too at that point. Who knows what happens? I, I think Patrick Williams, if Patrick Williams could go as high as four to Chicago, unless Chicago moves up even further to go get him. Patrick Williams, big body, another, you know, ace, a, a big time ACC player with a lot of success at Florida State. I, I think a kid like that could also flourish, but I'm going to throw one more farther, much farther down the list kid at you. I love the point guard from Michigan State. Cassius I love Cassius Winston. I, I I'm telling you I every, every, I have I have him higher I think than anybody else who's done a draft ranking. I am just enamored with that kid. He doesn't turn the ball over. His passes are where they need to be. He's not a look at me type guard, but he can shoot it. I I really think that that's a kid who could be a very effective backup right away in this league it's unfair to ask any rookie with no real training camp with no summer league this year no off-season program the learning curve for these kids is going to be so crazy you i mean he's Cassius wins he's a four-year college player that's that's hard to find nowadays period i think that's a kid who people are going to hear his name on draft night and say why was he taken so early well they're going to get their answer a month or two in the season when he's one of the best rookies in this yeah, class. Yeah, and, and what a pedigree coming from uh, Mr. Rizzo at Michigan State there. So he's been uh, he's been uh, coached up well. Dutch wanted to throw a, another name at you before we let you go here, Tim. Uh, Dutch, fire yeah, in here. Yeah, and, and uh, my pronunciation is going to be wrong, but the, the boys were talking about him today there. The big kid, the big seven-footer out of uh, – he's playing out of Greece right now in uh, Alexei uh, Pokazetsky. It, it, there, it, he's getting a little bit of props. Do you think he he's a he could be a nice steal down in the twenty to twenty nine spot? Yeah, I, I do. Um, again, this is this is where this draft gets really interesting this year. Is I mean, we talk about here in the states, you know, there's no NCAA tournament, no 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 conference tournaments for the most part to scout yeah. guys. The international scouting really took a big hit because. At least here, you know, you've you've seen a lot of body of work. And every team has international scouts and scouts based in Europe and those places. I get it. But international basketball stopped. And as we all know, international travel yeah. really stopped. So I, unless you were completely sold on a guy almost a full year ago, are you really going to take a gamble on him now? Like, it, it's such an interesting question. I mean... In a normal year where the Spurs are drafting 27, doesn't he seem like that's the annual Spurs first <laughs> no. round pick, the guy who you can get and stash for a couple of years? Um, I've only talked to one or two scouts. He's only come up with one or two scouts with me. I'll be in, in yep, full yep. disclosure. But they have, I mean, it was, well, it was at least, it was two of them. 
they were both very complimentary of his game. You know, we've all seen the yeah. clips. I, I think I think he can play here. I the one thing you can never tell, at least I can't tell on tape right. is speed. I just don't I don't know. You can make a guy stronger. You can teach him how to be effective on the defensive end. It's obviously a different game over here as far as the physicality on defense and things of that nature. But there's a lot of tools there to like. I I just, I mean, the, these drafts have gone so international heavy the last few years. It's not uncommon anymore to see someone take a flyer on international players, obviously, because, look, they come here. And they've proven. A lot of these guys have proven they can really, really play. I mean, Killian Hayes, he's people think he's going to stay till eight or nine in this draft. Yeah. There's no way. There's zero chance of that happening. He's a top five player to me in this draft. I, I, I'm not even going to try to say his name because I'll just butcher it to heck. But to answer your question, I, I, if he fell to the second round, it wouldn't surprise me only because. I just don't know how much real scouting work you could do. The that's last a fair months. point. And uh, that's something that we didn't really take into consideration as we were talking along that. And it, it makes total sense. So uh, Tim, amazing. Thanks so much for, for, you know, taking time out of your day. I know you're busy uh, doing some work down in Tampa today and uh, we appreciate your time and Ginger's going to close it off here. Yeah. For all of our listeners out there, make sure you're following Tim um, up to date on all the NBA stuff on Twitter at uh, by Tim Reynolds. Uh, some great articles, some great pieces, and he knows the NBA inside and out. So thanks again, Tim. Anytime, guys. Good luck with your pod and have me on anytime. Thanks, Appreciate Tim. Take you. care now. Dutch, what an absolute uh, amazing interview um, session there with Tim Reynolds. Wealth of information. You know, you know, friend of the show, Paul Jones, uh, I thought he was a wealth of information these guys know what they're doing, and you know what I, you know, we did our research, and we're we're paying attention, and and I like to think we know what we're talking about here for the most part. It was nice to have a uh, somebody from a whole different angle um, come on our podcast, and man, I hopefully the listeners enjoyed it. And he's going to steal almost all of your thunder here. I know you wanted to rip through the you know, kind of your top 10, but I'm sure you're going to shrink it down now with the draft. But man, everything that he said, uh, you, I'm looking at it right now. You're, you're, you were ready to go. You're, you're almost, yeah. you almost oh, had almost a frown good. on your face because he just stole everything you were going to say. No, it's all good. And you know what, what I loved about with that was, was the insight and the inside insight, you know, somebody that was in the bubble with these teams and all these players, somebody that's reaching out to scouts that are in the organization. Uh, great to hear. Great for our listeners to hear uh, on another end. So yeah, thanks again for Tim coming on and doing that for us. Yeah, I wanted to give our listeners my little. Uh, I'm going to do the futile exercise that Tim talked about. I had a little top ten uh, rundown of the draft, and I'll kind of shrink it down for everybody. And we talked about some of these guys, but as we start to work our way down here, and and I'll as I always do, start from the bottom. Now we hear another team we're looking at is the Phoenix Suns, yep. and what I had on there was exactly what we talked about earlier was a raw big man out of USC um, on Geku Akanu. And I probably butchered the name, but um, raw six foot eight. He's a 16 and eight guy as a true freshman coming out of USC. And I know the Pac-10 Pac wasn't the best competition out there at West this year uh, in the NCAA. But, you know, there's another option there when we talk about those big men in Phoenix. The Wizards, we talked about with the number uh, nine pick earlier. Overall, what are they going to do? Um, you know, I had them taking Isaac Okanu, uh, small forward, athletic, um, out of Auburn, lanky kid that can that can come in off the bench, maybe play some defense, um, bring you some energy. Sure. The futile New York Knicks, and I I had and I know Tim um, had this kid Killian Hayes not falling outside of the top five. Well, the Knicks get lucky this time, and I know no one cares about what's going to happen in New York, but I had him falling down to number eight. Yep. Um, the big man, Obu Topin, six foot nine, big boy, um, can block shots, can do a bunch of different things. I had him in going. Detroit always loves their big men, Certainly from do. Ben Wallace to Andre Drummond. Yep. I had the big man going to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Devin Vassell, out of my favorite Florida State University. Um, the Seminoles, I think he's the best player in the draft myself. And I had him going to the Atlanta Hawks. They love those dynamic swing guards, uh, small forwards. 
the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know n- not much about this guy. I'm not going to lie to our listeners. He's international, um, coming from France. Uh, Denu Avijija, okay, um, with the fifth overall pick. I had the Bulls with Tyrese Halliburton coming out of Ohio State. Uh, dynamic point guard, shooting guard um, that can take guys off the dribble ready for the NBA. And then my big things happened in the top three. I actually had, just like Tim uh, spoke about, Charlotte making a move up to go get Anthony Edwards. Most of our listeners are going to know coming out of Georgia, they're going to trade up to number one to go get this kid and um, pair him up. I also got, in a surprise move, Russell Westbrook, Landon, and Charlotte as well. I think Michael Jordan puts the push on, and I think they pair Edwards and Westbrook together with the first overall pick. Minnesota moves down to number three. They're stuck with LaMelo Ball, um, and good luck dealing with him and his dad and the rest of the world. And then number two, uh, just like Timmy, I had uh, James Wiseman out of Memphis, big man. Uh, going to Golden State. Golden State needs a big man. You got Wiggins. You got Curry. You've got Clay Thompson. You got Draymond. Put the big man in there and stretch the the floor a little bit. Put four on the outside. Big man down low yep. and let the boys shoot the threes. And then Draymond can hustle around. So that was kind of my thought. Well, I love it and good for you for 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 putting it in. Um, I'm 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 still. Trying to figure out, you know, how when when Tim was talking about the overseas guys, and and then and then you were talking about no workouts. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how it it shapes up. Uh, haven't been able to get to some of these facilities, so kudos to you. I don't know. I've I've taken a picture. We're gonna talk about this. I'm gonna grade you on it next uh, week. I'm gonna do a recap and I'm gonna get a grade you on it to see if you get a B or or, or if you get a D. Uh, hold D. me, hold me to it. <laughs> Absolutely. A couple sleepers and a couple teams that I want our listeners to watch out for. One sleeper I got. Another big man, Jalen Smith, six foot ten, traditional big man out of Maryland. Uh, I think there's still a spot for him in the NBA. I think he's going to fall to the kind of those mid-teens, maybe early 20s, but he can be an in, impactful player. Shadiq Bay out of Villanova. Absolutely phenomenal. Kind of that mix between small forward, power forward mix. I see him like a Draymond Green type of player. Um, can he find a role in the NBA? We'll have to wait yep. and see. And then I also had on my sheet, just like Timmy mentioned, Cassius Winston out of Michigan State. Boy, would I Kid's love it. He's solid, man. He's solid. What a playmaker. Yep. Would love to see him. If Freddie does walk out the door, don't be surprised if the Raptors... I wanted to see him in the tournament, man. Yeah, it would have been wild as the fourth-year senior. Yep. And then two big teams that I had, listeners, uh, that are really relying on this draft to either push them over the edge or help rebuild them. Number one, Minnesota. They're pairing that first overall pick also with the 17th overall pick. And... As much as it pains me to say it, because they're already good and they knocked out our beloved Raptors in the bubble, is the Boston Celtics. Yep. I don't think it's going to matter. Like Dutch said, if Hayward walks out the door, they've got three first-round picks, folks. They've got the 14th, the 30th, and the 26th. Yep. Don't be surprised if they pair 30 and 26 up and move back up into that 10, 12 to 15 range. And all of a sudden, you see the Boston Celtics with the 14th and 15th overall pick. Danny Ainge is not afraid to make a move. Yep. And uh, we will see what happens. Absolutely. Amazing insight. You know what, Ginger? Great job. Uh, it was an awesome discussion. There's stuff going on. I just, uh, my phone just blew up, so I'm sure something's just happened. Uh, things are going to go fast in the next couple of days. When we air tomorrow, there might even be already another trade in there. So um, let's, uh, let, let's, let's take her to break here. Yep. Yeah. So for those that are listening, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out our weekly challenge. Dutch took me down with an absolute bomb last week. Over 2,000 views. Thanks, everybody out there for uh, checking that out. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You're listening to another episode of Excellence by Ginger and Dutch. Real life passion for real life sports. All right, listeners, welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed a little segment there from the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Going to start off here. Uh, we got a little football, a little golf, but let's start off with a little golf. Let's put a little uh, bow tie on it to the end of the year here. The PGA Tour 
We had the Augusta National, the 2020 Masters. We had our picks. Dutch had the winner. What would you think of the 2020 Masters? Because I'm going to give you my thoughts in a minute here. Besides the fact that DJ won, and I turned a, a bunch of units in, which was fantastic. Um, happy for our listeners if they were paying attention. That's 14 winners, four winners in 14 weeks. Uh, we've uh, we've we've done very well. We've uh, collected some of those each way uh, um, bets as well. It was uneventful. Um, Yes, it was. Start to finish, uh, the golf course is still the golf course, and 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 I'm not critiquing them. Uh, um, it was muddy. It was it was uh, different for sure. I didn't like the way maybe they handled a few of the things, the casual water. I know a lot of you guys were happy that uh, you know Bryson didn't show up, and I'm not a big Bryson fan, but I think he got robbed on that um, lost ball. I just didn't like the way that they handled it. Um, I didn't like the fact there was mud on all the golf balls, and I know they were trying to make it. It may be tougher, and, and they didn't like the fact that, that DJ took the 20 under and set a new record. But all in all, it was fun uh, to to go from golf to NFL um, in November. It was a really cool sports weekend slash sports day. Um, I had a blast with one of my good buddies. We kept our tradition, and we watched the, the Masters together and then watched some football. But it, it was uneventful to me. Yeah, it, it truly was. Um, it, I thought there was just nobody there. That could make the run. Good for Cameron Smith getting four rounds in in the 60s. Yep. Incredible feat. Uh, first time ever, but he doesn't get the win. Uh, so good for him, but it was, the, the tournament was done. There was no Masters roars. There was there was no Masters run. They were just trying to put up the defense on the golf course on Sunday, trying to speed the greens up, dry it out. And it was, they just didn't have that same Augusta feel. There was nobody making four or five birdies and eagles and this and that. Besides, just, besides Tiger after his ten. Besides Tiger, and that was the most exciting part of the day. Yeah, was was you know Tiger makes ten and everybody says, "Oh, cue up the WD, uh, withdraw." My back's too sore, and then he comes five, back five, five with six. five straight birdies. You know what? Overall, I thought he had he had a decent week, but it just wasn't there. Uh, the weather didn't cooperate for the golf course to be set up. I think the way that Augusta would have wanted it to be set up. Yeah. And uh, we'll look forward to the spring. And another Masters will be upon us in April before we know it. Yeah. Some fun events coming up, uh, the, as we call the funny season. They got the RSM at Sea Island, Mayakoba, a golf course that uh, that I've played and, and uh, some of my pals have played at Il, Chame- Il Chameleon. Yep. Unreal golf course. Got a cave in the middle of the fairway. Yep. And then uh, the QBE shootout at Tiburon. I know you're quite familiar with that uh, property. Yeah, well, you've played there as well. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. indeed. So, yeah, um, some some golf to watch, but nothing uh, too eventful for our listeners, and nothing for us to put our picks out. So, we'll catch our listeners back on the golf side in uh, in the new year in January when we get back to Century and uh, Hawaii and Sony and some of those fun events to open up the year. Yeah, in the meantime, keep uh, keep watching. There's some fun events, just like you said. So, um, good way to end it. Let's uh, let's get let's get to uh, let's get to the other big talk. We got the NFL. The NFL week ten. We're ten weeks in. Finally, I'm on the win column, and unfortunately, you had a dud, but that's uh, to be said. You uh, started off well, but we'll talk about our picks when we get to the very end, as we as we always do, so fire it up. Calamity and commotion, and what did we learn in the NFL this week? Well, there was a lot of calamity. That's what I learned, I think. There's a lot of teams that are in a tough goal. You know, one of your picks, and I'm not, I'm not picking on you here, but uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think everybody and their brother had them coming out of the bye week to beat up on the lonely New York Giants. What's happening in Philly? The sad part is is that they're still alive in that division. I want to say blow it up, but they're 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 maybe starting to get healthy. Ertz is going to come back. They could lose five in a row, though. I was looking at everything. You've got Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. Even with the freak injury again, or not a freak injury, but um, with Drew, Drew Brees going down, he could be out. He might be out for the rest of the season. But I looked up this stat, Ginger. No team has ever won the division with six wins. And the way I look at it is I see the possibility of the Eagles Having only six wins and so winning that you're division, six nine and one, six nine and one, sixteen games, six nine and six, one, six nine and one. The other teams, there's a dream that they could get to seven, but they play each other too often. 
that's just that that league. And I know one of our listeners said, "Oh, you guys didn't even throw anything in there." Well, here it is. We're telling you that it's it's junk. It's still junk, and it'll be embarrassing for the NFL if 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 a six team would be the first time ever. And they're gonna get a home game. And they're gonna get a home team with six I know wins. They might not be fans, but if it is Dallas or Philly, there will be some fans there for that game. Yep. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, what a calamity that was on Sunday night. I know the conditions were tough, but is the NFL catching up to Lamar Jackson? Uh, Just like we told them they would? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Lamar looked disinterested. That was kind of his me mimicking him on the bench in the pouring rain. He was no, uh, he had no care to even look at a pass play. He was just. Maybe he can't read the playbook. I don't know. Maybe he can't read the teleprompters. I'm not sure, and I'm sorry to make fun of him. But it, it just, yeah, maybe it is catching up to him. They, they, he looked like he didn't even want to be there. Like, it, Bud, it rains. Welcome to the NFL. Like, it rains. It snows. You get bad conditions. Yep, and it's November, and look at some of the teams that are atop that AFC race. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, even uh, if you keep alive in Buffalo. Uh, you may have to play in some bad weather coming up here. Yeah. Know? And 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 I'm and I listen. I want to. I don't want to brag about the fact that I won the pool this week. Uh, because yes, you know what, you did. I did. And 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 you know what, I was one of the few guys that took New England. And I thought seven points in Foxborough, crappy weather. I don't know. Yeah, season on the line. <sighs> what about your Buffalo Bills? That was a calamity. Uh, hey, you know what? As, as as I start to digest it a little bit more, as a as a diehard Bills fan, truly just a great play. No. It was a great play, but I just got four words, bat the ball down. I just bat the ball down. Yes, it was a fantastic play. Kyler Murray, it's been the talk. It was in the plays of the week. Plays of the week. It was the highlight of the night, et cetera, et cetera. Man, that boy is fast. Man, he can play. He's a young Michael Vick with a cannon, and it was a fun play. It's too bad it happened on your bills, and thank goodness it wasn't in the playoffs. Or we probably wouldn't have came on the air tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd still be recovering from that. We might have to take a week <laughs> off. You might have had to interview Tim Reynolds by yourself. That's it. So I'm going to go rapid fire on commotion here on you, and I'm going to give you three teams, and I'll let you digest them. And I'll start with I'll, I'll start out of order than what's on our prep sheet here. Okay. Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Rams, and Indianapolis Colts all causing commotion this week in the NFL. Break them down for us, Dutch. Miami Dolphins 3-0 and as a starter. Oh, come on. It's going to come down to the last four for them. They're scoring defense and special teams touchdowns. That's not a formula that's going to last. It's going to come down to the last four games. They've got Kansas City, Las Vegas, New England. Lost, 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 lost. And the Buffalo Bills. Bills. I'm calling it now, right now. That game will be for the division. It will be flexed to the night game on the last week of the season. It'll be in Buffalo. The snow will be going that will be for the division. The Miami Dolphins are here, and they're not going away. And I've got another pick, and it's outside of my homer range. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to have a one-game lead going into that game, and it'll be a must-win if Buffalo wants to win. They'll have both the tiebreakers against Miami. I think Miami's got that one-game lead going in. I just think their schedule's a little bit easier. Hey, Buffalo Buffalo's. Buffalo never does anything easy, so, yep. right? Uh, the Colts, I, mean, I think you went that way, so we'll go with the Colts. Nice yep. bounce-back win for them. Old school, big D. I think they're the team to beat in that division. Yeah, I think Philip Rivers, I think what it comes down to out of those two teams when you look at Tennessee and Indy is the big uglies up front. I think that Indy's offensive line has shown out better than Tennessee's. I think they've been able to get Naheem Himes and the running game going. Can taking a little forest? bit. Getting a little bit of pressure off of uh, off of Philip Rivers, not having to throw the ball fifty, you know, forty five, fifty times a game, and being able to just stand up and deliver in the pocket. When Philip Rivers has time, he can deliver the football to where it needs to get to. Um, he gets in trouble because he's not mobile when the rush hits home. And they've got some good pass rushers uh, in Indy. DeForest Buckner coming over from San Fran was a huge pickup, and um, Tennessee's just kind of in a state of flux right now so we'll have to see what we get and they've got another big game coming up not this week but i believe the week after uh so that'll help decide. yeah they play they play back to back and right. you know what being a thursday night game uh 
they have 10 days to prep for a good, which we know, Green Bay Packers team that, that rolled over Jacksonville. They, uh, they, were, they took care of their business like they were supposed to. Um, but that's the Colts at home against Green Bay, having 10 days to prepare, a little bit extra days rest. And yep. uh, that's going to be a tough game for the Packers. I think the Colts take them down on that when we get to that. The Rams, hey, what else can you say? They're fine in form. This division's far from over. They got Arizona still twice. They got San, San Fran and Seattle. It's theirs to win right now. They, they're tie-breaking at the top. Um, Monday night, huge game against Tampa Bay. Yep. I like where the Rams are now, man. I like the position, and I know you've got the, you know, you, you know, we're we're, we're on the, the little bandwagon with the Cardinals right now, and Seattle's faltering a bit. Uh, they're they're injured, they're battered, and 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 Wilson's been struggling in the last couple weeks. Maybe it is, uh, maybe it is the Rams' time. Yeah, you know what? You don't want to. I don't want to say, hey, I told you so, but this division's playing out exactly the way I thought. You did say it. Um, upstart with the Cardinals. I didn't think they'd be as good as they they are. I thought it would take one more year for Kyler to get there. Uh, so kudos to the to the Cardinals. San Fran, obviously, I had it at the uh, at the outset of being up there as well, but just too injured. But the Rams are showing who they are. Get that running game going. A big offensive line up front. Andrew Whitworth is a big loss. Was carted off yes, the field. Yes. Big loss for them this week. Yep. Um, not only as the left tackle, as the stalwart left tackle to keep Goff up, but also as the emotional leader, the veteran leader, the vocal leader in that locker room to keep things going. They're going to need the likes of you know Bobby Woods and some of these veterans to come alive. Maybe a Cooper Cup starts to speak up a little bit yep. and uh, take a little bit more of a leadership role there to carry them through. And Seattle. It's just too much for Russell. Like I said, right from the start, he can't do it all himself. He yeah. can't do it all himself. This this Seattle defense is just a sieve, yeah. historically bad. Um, I think it's coming down to the Rams and the Cardinals in the end. I think Seattle's got enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I still think we get three teams out of that division, but I got the Rams and the Cardinals kind of taking control down to the end. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna go homer on you, but you know, as the as the Vikings continue to win here, you have that. You have we talked about three teams coming out of that division. Well, the only team now that that might be able to jump in here is the Vikings. If they continue to roll here, they're 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 they, they had a massive win last on Monday night, and if they keep winning, they could be it could be one of those two teams in there. But but you're right, I do like the Rams, and I think that Monday night game is going to be huge uh, against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't have it in front of me now, but do your Vikings play the Lions one more time? Yes, I think that'll be the game. It's later on in the year. I think it's week 15, 16, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, I believe I think, you're right. I think that's the game. That'll decide which one, other than Green Bay in the in the NFC North, will come out of that division. That's at the very end of the season, in the last week of the year. You, we may have uh, a big last week between me and you. Yeah, uh, we could be either we could be riding or riding or dying. Well, yeah. Detroit's got an easy schedule. We'll got a big one, I think, against Carolina this week. So if they can win that game and kind of match with Minnesota, what Minnesota's doing, because Minnesota's going to continue on a run here, um, we could see a big Week 17 matchup: Lions Vikings. Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's uh, let's get on to our picks here before we wrap things up. Uh, your first real, you know, bad one in a long time. You uh, you uh, will well, just one and two. Is that what you have? Yeah, one I and... stole one on the Vikings on you. Uh-huh, uh, so uh-huh. I'm still hanging at 500, 14, 14 and two. You're almost there, back to 13 and 17. So we're we're alive. We need a we need a big six in a week. Or something like that to, to fire us right back to where we need to be. So we'll argue on these little point spreads again because I saw what you had in here and it's a little bit changed. So one is you're you're losing half on one and you're getting half on one. So um, I'll start with my picks here. Um, as much as we we're just talking about that division, I'm going to go back with the Seattle Seahawks minus three against the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's a letdown game. I think that. Mr. Wilson uh, stakes back his claim to a young Murray and says, hey, I'm still in the MVP race here. Okay. So I got the Seattle Seahawks minus minus three. And Arizona beat them the first time. So I just don't see Arizona Arizona beat them twice. Cue the theme here. Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half. They're still a little bit bitter from that Vegas game. Same thought. Yep. Same thought. Just simple. Minus six and a half. Away we go. On to the Monday night game. It's plus three and a half for the Rams. And I am definitely going to take the Rams. I know the Bucks look good this week. They bounce back. This is a big game on, on the stage again. Brady likes the big stage, but I think the Rams will be up for the challenge. I think that's a close game. It's going to be a field goal game. I'm taking the Rams plus three and a half. 
Love your picks. Love, love, love your picks. Well done there, Dutch. I'll start off. So you're saying that my Tennessee-Baltimore game is now has been changed down to six and a half. Okay, I'll, I still, I'm still taking Tennessee. Okay. That's not going to change my pick. Yep. I think uh, Lamar Jackson continues to reel. I think they need to slide one more week before they can get out of the funk. And I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans uh, plus six and a half. I just see those two teams very similar. I just don't see it being decided by a touchdown. Okay. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. They continue to beat up on these teams. Minus 10 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is just going to put a stranglehold on Jacksonville. And uh, as long as Big Ben, number seven, is under quarterback, they're going to continue to score. That's what's impressed me the most about Pittsburgh is their offense has just really showed up to play this year. I like it. I like it. I think they're going to crush them. And I'm going to stick with you. The Rams, plus three and a half against the Bucks on Monday Night Football. And uh, that'll be our picks for the week. I think I like the way we're shaping up. I think we're in for a good week. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to run this down, and we're both going to we're, we're we're catching up here. We're gonna we're gonna stay above five hundred. We're both doing. We're both well above five hundred in our year long picks that we have on our pool. We're doing a lot better than it looks like on paper. As I said right from the start, it's hard to pick when you're picking on a Monday, Tuesday night, going to a podcast on Wednesday when it, it's hard. So. Like I said, the challenge is still out there for our listeners. Throw your picks on there. Tell us what you think. You're damn right, Dutch. Other than that, um, close us off. What an episode. What great insight. NBA yeah. draft free agent special. Yeah. I hope you liked it. We, uh, we, we, we shaked and baked a little bit. We stuck with our football. Um, and I hope you enjoyed uh, the work we put in for the NBA free agency special. Um, a special thanks to Tim again. We appreciate him coming on. Um, another great episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Ginger and Dutch podcast. I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch.